for another week. You know, to be honest, I thought this might be, thought this might be a tough one. You know, because yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's been a bit of a slow week really for me in terms with the usual, the usual happenings. You know, it's just been kind of cinema. Yeah, that I mean that was it really. The the cinema this week. Um, yeah, I guy. Yeah, not not any comedy, not any, not any of the usual bits and bobs. You know, just like there's some hanging out or like being out and about and shit, but just you know not to the same level. But obviously, there's you know things things come up, man. So yeah, there's still plenty to talk about, which is always good. Um, but the, the oh, my days, the craziest thing, I think, has to be um, I nearly burnt down my friggin' flat. It was crazy, and the place still kind of smells a little bit of smoke. Just been trying to air this shit out for a while, but yeah, I um, I just what was I doing? I can't even remember. I think I just. Had a long last day. I was just like sorting shit out, running around. So I finally sat down and figured, right, I'll get something to eat. So I got myself. I figured, you know, just have a little treat. So um, got a pizza. Got a pizza. Put it down. Um, on top of my oven. While I uh, grabbed the drink and stuff. So um, yeah, grabbed the drink, sat down. I think I was watching um, Invicta. Yeah, the 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 fighting in Invicta. So I was I was watching some of that, and uh, I'm smelling. I, I like I can smell this like charred smell. And I was thinking, oh maybe it's just the box got a little bit hot because I just had it in the oven, just warm, keep like warming up, you know. Um, Warming up, keeping warm and all that goodness, you know what I mean? So I thought, eh, maybe it's just a box. Maybe it's just a box. So I carried on watching. Watching TV for a little bit longer. And, um, oh, drink ran out. So I thought, oh, let me get a top up. Turned around. And the smoke. It looked like the kitchen was black. Just, I was like, what the fuck? And so I went into the kitchen and I'm just like, I don't know what's happening. I, I just couldn't, for the life of me, see what, where the smoke was coming from. Um, so the, I had some kitchen roll and I picked it up. And then I, <laughs> then I see that the kitchen roll is on fire. So obviously I dropped the kitchen roll. I'm like, shit. So I dropped the kitchen roll. Um, still on fire. So I go to the kitchen, I, I, I leave the kitchen, I'm coughing all the place, then I, yeah, I realise, oh, hold on, kitchen roll is still on fire, need to deal with that. So, came back in, dealt, managed to put out, like, the, the, get the kitchen roll into the sink, finally got that sorted, then, um, yeah, then it looked like there was other little fires, put all that shit out. And oh my god, yeah, my eyes are streaming, I'm just coughing, the place is just cake with smoke. 
I'm just trying to air the place out. But it's just like, you know, it's like, I don't know, like one in the morning or something. So I'm just like, I'm trying to air the place out. I don't even know why the smoke alarm didn't go off. Oh, yeah, I do know why the smoke alarm went off. It's some crazy-ass girl broke my smoke alarm. So, yeah, I, I guess that might be the revenge of the ex. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yes, yeah, so... I had everything open, all my windows are, all my windows are open anyway, because it's so friggin' hot up in here, with this damn ass weather, I open up the front door, just trying to get the smoke out, <sighs> but yeah, I survived, I know, they may, uh, may make a film of the incident, I'm talking with studios at this very present moment, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but yeah, you know, it's always go, it's always adventures up in this, you know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it's, it, like, that's, you, you think that might be the craziest thing that happens this week, you know, but, God damn, what is happening with society, you know, I, I, I just go to the news and just the craziest shit is happening, you know. A couple of incidents have happened this week that really, I feel, kind of demonstrate just how the world has turned recently, you know. I mean, things that just seem to be spiraling in a really odd direction that I have to I say kind of worries me kind of worries me um so the first one was some manchester students defaced a poem by rajard kipling that was in the student union um right so yeah they they they, they say that you know because kipling is a racist they don't want his work in the student union um, and it was a poem called White Man's Burden and they replaced it with Still I Rise by um, Maya Angelou because they think having Maya Angelou better represents the black and brown voices within the student union so you know what, the thing is, changing art, changing literature, that's fine, you know, no no problem with that one bit, the, the issue though with this is they just deface something, you know, it, it's just like, look, if they had written a letter and said, we would like to replace this art because of this, this and this. Um, we're getting a new piece commissioned and we will return this piece to you or whatever, whatever. If it was you know, if it was done like that, that's fine. But I think just the facing things, it's not right. No matter you know, your supposed reason for doing it. Because then, like, where does it stop, you know? 
like if you see so if you you know walk past a bar and it has a post drop that you don't like are you then gonna rip it down like where does this stop you know we're meant to be able to approach things in a a level way you know discuss things openly but there wasn't that it was just ripping it down they're saying that you know the union didn't consult the students when they chose the poem so yeah maybe the union should have done that you know it's always good to speak with everyone that you know uses your services or your stakeholders you know so you know the the higher ups fucked up in that way but yeah, I just think it's a bit worrying when you have, like, the students acting like this. It's just weird. It just seems to be, I don't know, like, this. The, the people sometimes in this country, they see how, you know, our peers are acting in America. And they're like, oh, well, they're doing this, so we should do this too. They're using these words, so we're going to use these words too. And and it's this, this like, aping a reality that you're seeing. And I kind of, it, it kind of feels that, you know, they, they, they've seen the way the students are acting in America around pronouns and everything like that and boycotting and rioting and all the crazy and they're trying to implement that here. And hey, let's just pause, take a breath, and try and keep an even keel on shit. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, we, let's not deface things. Let's just have a conversation and make change. You know? Like, and the thing is, even if, if they had tried if they'd gone to the higher ups if they'd had discussions and the people were just like nope fuck off we're not listening to you then you might go oh right i see where they're coming from a little bit but they didn't even do that didn't even do that it was you know straight away going to the ninth degree which is nuts which is nuts. Let's you know, and you're thinking if these little fuckers are then going to graduate and step into the world, what the fuck is that gonna mean, man? You know what I mean? Because you're gonna have all these people that just be like, Well, I don't like that, so I'm doing this. You know what I mean? It's just like it's not gonna work. Really not gonna work. And um Yeah, I th- I think you know these sort of actions aren't really surprising right now you know it's just like um, James Gunn just got fired from uh, Disney Marvel so he was making you know doing work on the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and uh yeah, he's been he's been sacked. Um, it's because of some tweets that were found, and the crazy thing about it is, it's it's tweets from over ten years ago. So 
over a decade ago, he tweeted some stuff, and, yeah, he's been sacked for it, which is insane, because I'm sure if you spoke to anyone, there's probably some shit in their past that you could think, that's not the best, that's not the best, and so are we calling people out on every single thing that we feel is not appropriate because if you know we, there needs to be some consistency with this shit now obviously you know he he made some he made some tried to make some jokes they were kind of a color but you know that's that's jokes man not all jokes are going to be um you know, within the watershed, <laughs> not all jokes are going to be, like, clean and wholesome, I, and would you want to live in a world where they are, it, it, it's about trying to find things that are funny, and trying to put a funny spin on things that are awful, you know, because we see so much awful bullshit every day, and sometimes, you know, to cope with that shit, you, you make it funny, you know, I was like, I don't know why he made the jokes, I don't really care, but they were 10, it was over 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, and now you're sacking him, which is, yeah, it's, it's just a shame, man, like, I, I really like the statement that he put out, so this is what he said my words of nearly a decade ago were at the time totally failed and unfortunate efforts to be provocative i have regretted them for many years since not just because they were stupid not at all funny wildly insensitive and certainly not provocative like i had hoped but also because they don't reflect the person i am today or have been for some time Regardless of how much time has passed, I understand and accept the business decisions taken today. Even these many years later, I take full responsibility for the way I conducted myself then. All I can do now, beyond offering my sincere and heartfelt regret, is to be the best human being I can be, accepting, understanding committed to equality and far more thoughtful about public statements and obligations to our public disclosure to everyone inside my industry and beyond i again offer my deepest apologies love to all i think that's a, a very tempered and well thought out response really and you know i just think it's a shame that the disney statement wasn't as such, you know, um, as a Disney one, it was just basically, you know, he, he, um, he needs to go, we, you know, we don't tolerate this behaviour, you know, just the usual kind of thing, um, and I'd have said, look, you know, I can understand why they sacked him. You know, I, I, I understand that from a business sense. I don't understand 
on the other, you know, on any other level, really, because look, it was over ten years ago. I don't. I keep on saying this shit, but um, it's just, you know, it's just like not great. You know, I I think if Disney had come out and said, look. We have worked with James for the past 10 years on producing some of our best films. And, you know, the, the, the nature of this is we, we've been in his company for like 20 plus hours a day. And in all of that time, we have known him to be, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, this decision made today is more on a business level. But on a personal level, we believe James is not a bad person. And we hope him all the best in the future. If they had said something along those lines, I'd have been like, cool, that's good. But it's not. It's just like, look, he's a bad person, he's out. And it's just like, look, you know, you've known someone for all this time. You've had no reason to sack them all this time. So they can't be an arsehole. They can't be what they were all all that time ago. Because frankly, I have probably said things in the first episode of this podcast that I don't even agree with now. our, Our opinions change. Like, I think, well, hopefully they do. You know, the best type of people, you're malleable. You know, you're open to your opinions being wrong. And if someone comes to you with a, a better outlook on something, you're you're open to absorbing that, to, you know, taking that into your lexicon of thoughts and, you know, well-beings. So to to hold someone to certain things that were so long ago just seems seems odd. It seems odd because yeah, everyone is going to be different, you know. But yeah, but you know, but this is the thing. It's just like look, we are no longer kind of assessing people on on a whole it's just snap judgments now you know and and that's worrying as hell you know people aren't getting due process they're just like well we believe you did this or we believe you said this or someone has said you've done this so you're done you are done finished and you know i i think Sometimes you could go, okay, because of this, you have to do community service, or you have to do this, or you have to do that. But people are just saying, we want you to lose your livelihood. That's it. It's not like just, all right, what what could be the best way for that person to kind of recompense what they did? All right, let, let them, they have to give like talks about 
equality or they have to do this or you know what I mean no now people just calling for people's livelihood to be done like we want that person sacked we we don't want that person getting another job this is crazy this is some crazy shit and it, it really needs to stop it needs to stop we need to be more tempered more thoughtful understand context for sure and just try and be better man let's just try and be fucking better human beings you know uh i saw um <laughs> a, a funny thing uh you know um i guess it, yeah it ties into the whole james gum thing but um anthony anthony um chiseling chisel god damn it my english is rubbish today but anthony anthony jesel jeselnik yeah he was like he supported chris rock in january and he is hilarious live but um (laughs) uh he had people trying to go after him on twitter and he is slaying it he like one of his tweets it was just scrolling through my timeline for offensive tweets is like looking for a needle in a needle store on customer appreciation day (laughs) well done sir that was hilarious uh yeah just funny uh but um yeah what else has been going on yeah um well went to the cinema and uh, finally finished off um Luke Cage so uh, let's get to that so just come out of incredible's 2 and um yeah it's nearly 15 years yeah nearly 15 years since the original came out yeah incredible's came out in 2004 so yeah, it's crazy, man. So you know, we get this sequel, um, and I think the sequel starts off basically straight where the first one finishes, and we have basically the same cast as the first film, with um, yeah, some new characters. We have some new supers in the film. And some new people. And, um... I mean... Incredibles 2... It's really an allegory. Yeah. I, it, it's it's talking on... Society. And our... Relation to... I, I, it seems really it's like putting people on pedestals, you know, our propensity to look at others as idols, others as guiding us on how we should act, how we should do things, our dependency on other people to give us information and news without looking at the full facts ourselves. You know, it's talking on the way we perceive ourselves and our self-worth. And 
the fact that we have to let other people help us, other people into our lives. You know, it's not a just about the perfunctories, you know, just saying the I love you, I like you, I care for you. It's about actually our actions backing up what we're saying, you know, to show actual conviction than rather just words, you know? I think that's a lot of really what it's what it's talking about, you know, it's really acceptance. Because in a lot of ways, you know, we don't accept who we are or who we want to be, the people around us. So it's kind of interesting in that way. And, you know, I, yeah, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the message that it was, um, you know, trying to give to us. The story itself, though, um, it's okay. It's okay. It's a little predictable, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I think you can really guess what's happening, what's going on, where the story is going. Yeah, I, I, that's pretty much. Yeah, you can you can see all of that, but. Yeah, you know, it's it's not the worst thing in the world. You know, it's not a terrible film. I think if you are happy to, um, you know, just sit back and let something wash over you, just immerse yourself in something, because the animation is pretty fantastic. Yeah, you know, I think that's on a par with you know the best Pixar films really so the animation is good um like you know I think the the voice acting is is pretty good too I I think the people actually seem to inhabit the characters rather than it's just famous person, famous person, famous person. So there seems to be that in the film, which is good. You know, there's a lot of times with the animated films, it's just a famous person doing a voice. You know, it's Eddie Murphy being a donkey, it's Will Smith being whatever, you know, a fish, what. You know, just that typical thing. But, you know, this seemed to be a little bit more than that. Which is always... It's always a good thing. That that That's enjoyable. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think... It's not... It definitely wasn't my favourite Pixar film. I, I might have really enjoyed uh, the shoot beforehand a little bit more. Bayo. Uh yeah, which was nice. That was a that was a nice little a nice little appetizer. But yeah, I I might have enjoyed that slightly a little bit more than the main course 
But, you know, as I said, look, Incredibles 2, it's not a terrible film. Um, it's probably... I don't know. I'd say it's on... I, 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 you know, it's on par with the first film. But I wasn't blown away with the first film either. So I should probably um, say that. But, you know, you can see how this will talk to people. Yeah, because it's definitely looking at that family dynamic. It's looking at the way families treat each other. You know, how the parents interact. And it's about loving and supporting each other. It's about, you know, the way you look at your children. The space you give your children. You know, the, the acceptance for your children. No matter how they are, who they are, what they choose to be, you know, so I think that will speak to a lot of people, and then it's just, you know, about acceptance on a whole, so, yeah, I I think this film will talk to uh, a whole heap of people in society, which are, no matter your ethnic background, your cultural background, I think um, there's there's probably something in this film for everyone. But, yeah, it just wasn't overly for me. But, you know, if you enjoyed the first film, I think you will enjoy this one. So, um, yeah, go check it out. Incredibles 2. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Luke Cage. Whoa. Just finished season two, and it's it's strange because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but I did feel it was confused. You know, um, especially when you look at it compared to season one, and the way some of the actors are. And and the characters and the interactions and that kind of thing. It's a bit harder to go, okay, yeah, that's that person. Because, I mean, for instance, the way Cage acts in um, season two, it's a lot different from one. And I different in the way that the anger that has taken over him... And how he's treating people. You know, it, it's it's this big shift, but we don't really know why. You know, because you can understand some aspects of it, but the way he he treats Claire, someone that was always been there for him. Um, you know what I mean? She's been ride or die for him, saved his life, all of that jazz. And so the way he's treating her, it doesn't make that much sense. And then especially when you see the forgiveness he shows his dad and how quickly that seems to be in relation to his actions to Claire still, 
you know, I, I think that's a bit odd. Now, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to try not to um, spoil anything with this, but, um, I, I, yeah, it's, it's a, a weird relationship in this season, and I think if they were going there, it could have been built up more, rather than, it's just that, it's just that situation, and, yeah, makes no sense, where if, if, if it maybe eased into it, or if there was more kind of dialogue on why he's, you know, treating her the way he's treating her, it could make a bit more sense, because then later in the in the episodes, you have him going, oh, but I love Claire, and blah, 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 but it just seems lip service, you know, the, the actions don't reflect the words, so you've got that, um, you know, a, a lot of the other characters are good, like the, the development of, of, um, Mariah and Shades, I think that's kind of an interesting dynamic, and especially, there was a really good episode where you just see the nature and character of Mariah. And, you know, how far she has gone over the edge. And that, yeah, that's, there's a really good point that kind of really shows that downward spiral. Um... Yeah, it, it, we we get introduced with um, Tilda, Mariah's estranged daughter, and Tilda was a good character, especially the end and what happens with her there. But you do always feel that everything that happens with her. Kind of, it didn't need to happen. Like, she seemed to step into everything, but for no real reason. You know, you'd have a storm off, like, oh, I hate you, I hate you, I just can't trust you. And then she's back. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I've, I've decided to trust you now. But there was never anything that really kind of um showed her showed why she would have a change of heart you know because like the first couple of times you'd be like okay fine but then when it just kept on happening you're a bit like all right there needs to be something there needs to be a reason for her to yeah change her mind but there's not so that was strange but the character itself was interesting and i think would definitely uh we kind of opened up for some really good possibilities for her going forward like bushmaster wasn't a bad villain wasn't a bad villain you know um but at the end 
I was just a bit, I wasn't convinced he would do what he did. You know, you're just kind of a bit like, wait, what? Huh, okay. Alright. Interesting. That's how you want to play it. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, it was good seeing Misty with the arm now. So that's good. Uh, and we're getting closer and closer to Daughters of the Dragon. Which is great. Uh, yeah, it was a great scene at the very beginning. That you're just like, oh shit. Yes. Outstanding. But uh, yeah, Colin wasn't really in it much. So that was a shame. But you know, you can understand. The, the, the strangest thing though was the there was a lot of inconsistency with the arm. Like one minute she's she's punching through a wall. So you'd kind of feel, alright, if she hits anyone with that arm, they're kind of fucked up. But it wasn't always the case. So you're a bit like, alright, so is this arm damaging or not damaging? And just, you know, it's like, is, is you know, is Rand really going to let her walk out of the lab without telling her the uh, the capabilities of the arm? So that was a bit strange. You'd be like, all right, well, it's not like you just found it on the street and you're just like, oh, I wonder what it does. You know, yeah, you, you, you had it in, fitted in the lab. Like, they, they will tell you what this thing does, the, the capacity, the strength, all of that. So there was a bit kind of like, hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and I think with Misty... There was some there was some strangeness with the character. Like at one minute she's such a hothead and yeah, she's flying off the handle. Next minute she's like you're trying to tell us that she's like a really level headed cop. So I think it would have been good if that was more consistent, you know. Because it's just like, wait, she's nearly getting sacked. Oh, what, now promoted? Wait, what? 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 Okay. All right. We're believing this. Okay, we're going with that. Fine. That's cool. Um, it, I, I think the, the stories themselves, you know, they, um, I think they did well with trying to get the, um, like relation to the current atmosphere in there and you know trying to show a more layered story you know it's not just black and white there's there's tones to this so that was cool that was interesting i like that the, you know the stories themselves were good the stories were good um I think mean, the the music is always good in Cage, um, and it's kind of interesting seeing you know who's going to be playing in um, who's going to be playing in the club. Yeah, because you're like, oh shit, like oh it's Ghostface. Oh damn, it's uh, yeah, it's that person, that person. You know, it's like it it kind of reminds me of um, New York Undercover. If anyone actually remembers that show, 
<laughs> there's that one the difference is the actually writing in Luke Cage is uh, a lot stronger because New York Undercover was a terrible show very hammy and force feeding you social issues but the music was always good um, I mean Cage is hitting you with the social issues but the writing is, is strong is, it is strong writing there was a marked difference in season two, though, because you're hearing the N-word a lot more. I don't think, I'm not even sure you heard it in season one, but in season two, they are dropping it a lot. Which, now don't get me wrong, it makes it makes sense within the context of the story. So, that's really not the issue but it is a bit of a it's it's a strange contrast to season one, and then it kind of makes you feel right. If we if if Luke is dropping that, then he ain't saying sweet fucking Christmas. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a bit like okay, all right. Well, you know we have to be consistent with everything now because you ain't saying. Those words and those words together We're going straight at it now You know There ain't no watering down of this shit Um But yeah I I think it's um Yeah interesting to see What's going to happen What's going to come Because we, we've, we've Everything is now built to this one level Um It's going to be interesting to see What happens with Luke because they have taken him somewhere where I don't think anyone was expecting him to go. So, what are we going to do with this? You know, uh, it, it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I'm not sure I'm for the change, but hey. It's all about good story writing. So if it brings some more um, interesting stories, then fine. Let's do this shit, you know. But um, yeah, it's just it's just be be good just to get some consistency, a little bit more consistency with some of the the themes and stuff. Because yeah, there was one point when Mariah is going after going after everyone, and Luke is just like, hey, I'm not going to help you. If I see you, I'm going to kill you. And you're like, okay, that's fine. But you're not going to kill anyone. Like, you know, you, you can't use that threat because you've said it numerous times. And you will never do that. So it's, it's a bit like, eh. You know, it kind of falls a bit flat. But the the weirdest thing, though, was then he helps and starts working with another dude that has done just as much dirty as the first dude. So you're a bit like, wait, you won't help him, but you will work with him? Because they're both bad like they you know what I mean they both kill people, they both done grime, so what what's the issue here? How are you you know especially when both people 
considered this stepping away. You know? So, I, I, I yeah. Yeah. It, it, as I said, look, there's a few inconsistencies with, um, with the story and the actions of characters. But, again, as I said, look, yeah, it's it's definitely got its faults and definitely got inconsistencies. But, look, the stories are interesting. The stories are fun. So, on a whole, I did enjoy season two. So, I would say, yeah, it, you know, it, it's definitely still worth checking out, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... Uh, think it's Iron Fist season two next, so we'll see how how that goes. If anything from this kind of crosses over into that, I think Mist is definitely going to be in it. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, and um, you know, hopefully season three we get some clarity with Claire because. Rosario Dawson was always a highlight of watching Luke Cage. As always, as well as um, film and TV, we're, we're throwing in some books and comics. Uh, so, on the book front, I uh, I checked out Noughts and Crosses. It was um, Ian Rankin's first Inspector Rebus book, and it was alright, it wasn't too bad, you know, it's not a long number, but it gives you, I guess it gives you an introduction to the world, you know, the character of Rebus, um, how he's perceived within the Force, you know, just like how he sees Edinburgh as a whole. Because, uh, yeah, this this is set in Edinburgh. Uh, so, it you know, it wasn't a bad book. Uh, and also, you just think, this was, I think this was written in, like, 2008. Something like that. So, yeah, it's an old book, man. So, you know, I think if you read newer um, crime and thrillers... You'll you'll get a different experience, but for what for when it was written, for what it is, for when it was written, like it was written in the eighteen hundreds or something. But you know what I mean. Like it wasn't. It's not a bad book. It it's if you see it, it's, yeah, you want something. You want a little crime thriller. You want something not too taxing on the mind. This could be worth picking up, especially if you see it in a sale or something like that. So, um, yeah, that, I mean, that, yeah, that wasn't too bad. I also did try to, um, I did try and read, uh, Anthony, um, Ryan's Walking Fire. Walking, no, The Waking Fire. My apologies. I did try that, but. Like with his other series, Blood Song, I, I, you know, I enjoyed that one. I thought that was pretty good. This, it, it starts off very slow again, um, and there's some interesting things going on. 
with, with the way um the powers are used and that kind of stuff so that's kind of you know it gives it that still that vulnerability you know the, the even though people have these powers they the, they're not unlimited so i thought that was interesting but it just it just went on it ju- it just kind of it droned on but then didn't it stopped dragging me into the story so i got to a point where i just didn't care i just didn't care what was happening so yeah i just bailed i just bailed I, there's too much to read um so yeah i i just couldn't bring myself to finish that off which is a shame um but yeah so that was that was that but you know with um so i figured all right i haven't decided what book to read next so i i i, I thought i would um get back to catching up on um my comics and especially Brian Bendis's last stuff. So um I I went to uh Spider-Man. He's Miles Morales. Miles Morales's Spider-Man series. Uh and god damn it, it was still fun. It you know, it was still reminiscent to the Bendis the really, you know, brought Spider-Man to life, that really, you know, reinvigorated that character for so many people, and then introducing Miles, you know, just a revelation of it, just the changing of the status quo, making things a bit different, you know, it was just so much fun, and yeah, so these issues kind of brought back those memories and especially this arc was so like it was fun because it crossed over with spider gwen um yeah so it was issues what issues was it it was like 12 13 and 14 of spider-man um and 16 17 and 18 of spider gwen and I have to say, Spider-Gwen, jeez, man, it's so fun. Such a fun book. I would never have known. I would have never have known if it wasn't for this crossover. And Jason Latour, his writing was great. His writing was great. It was fun. And Robbie Rodriguez, he's, uh, he's, um, he, you know, he's art. Jeez, the art was so good. Um, I'm not sure who who was on the colours, but the colours of the book were just so different, so different to a lot of the the the, the Marvel books I've been reading lately. So it was so refreshing. It was this vibrant new thing, you know. It was just it, it was really good. It was so good. Um, I'm going to be going back. I'm going back. I'm going to go and I'm going to check out the the whole Spider-Verse miniseries. And uh, and I'm going to pick up the 
the Spider Gwen stuff, so I can, uh, yeah, check that out because yeah, it was great. It, you know, I would highly recommend it. It was really good, really interesting, just really fun. Yeah, really, really fun. Um, I then went to Luke Cage. Um, I think it's like seven, seven and eight, issue seven and eight. I don't know. It's just not. It's not as fun as it used to be. I don't know what happened with the series. Like when it first started off, it was it it was really good, you know. But, but, but this new this new take when they um they brought it back, it's just it's not as good, man. Like Dave Walker, he's writing doesn't feel like it had this it doesn't feel the same love as his Iron Fist and Luke Cage series or his Shaft series because they were just fantastic but this new stuff yeah no so it was issue 166 and 167 yeah just just not just a bit, just a bit humdrum, a bit humdrum, but, you know, I'm gonna check out the last three, three issues, see how the whole thing finishes, you know, I don't know, we will, we will see. And, um, not forgetting, uh, I also finished off, um, Bendis's infamous Iron Man run. Um, so I did the second trade, uh, the absolution of doom, um, and I guess you know for finishing off a story it was okay. Uh, like Me- Alex Maliv's art is always top notch, so that was always good. Like the story wasn't too bad. Like it, I think it was just the end. With the whole breaking of the um, the fourth wall, I believe it's the fourth. It's not the fifth, but I think it's the fourth. But yeah, breaking of that wall. Uh, while the end fight was happening, mm, I don't know. It was just a bit like ah, I wish that hadn't have happened. But yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad. Um, last few issues, I guess. Um, don't know what's gonna happen with whole Doom. Um, you know, uh, as Iron Man. So I guess that will could be interesting. But um, yeah, I guess we'll see, really. But I'm kind of yeah. I'm, I'm glad this series finished. I don't think it really was necessary. Uh, the you know I think I'm more interested in Ironheart's adventures and seeing how that progresses, how Riri, um, you know, takes on the role and makes it hers, and especially um, I think Dan Slott's writing the new Iron Man. So yeah, I mean that will be interesting. So I think as a franchise going forward, Iron Man is going to be interesting. 
yeah, it's just good to tie all these bits and bobs up, you know. So today has been, well, it's been a shitty day. Let's let's be honest. It's it's not been the best of days, and I thought burning down my flat was probably the worst shit could get. I was wrong. I was so wrong. So I left my house this morning, um, all set for an interview. I was, I was going for an interview at a hospital. Um, and yeah, so I'd left early. Let, you know, with plenty of time, but I did get a bit lost on route, so I, 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 I so I thought I might be running late. So I, 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 I at my uh, one stop, I got to Westminster, and I, I left the station. I gave him a call. I was like, look, just want to let you know, um, I might be slightly late, um, but I'm yeah, I'm on route. So I come back down to the station and trying to work out the, you know, where uh, where my platform is. Found the platform. Then it's just kind of I, I hate the platforms where um, you know different lines are coming through because there's nothing that differentiates the train other than a screen on certain carriages. So it's very difficult to to see, you know, if if they made had a, a a stripe going along the train that was the color of the line in which the train was, or you know, if the if the line di- dissected in two places, you know, it just was the color of the line, and then it said the last stop or something that would make it so much easier. But anyway, I digress. So I'm on the platform and I am yeah looking for my train train pulls in I I I walk over I double check the sign on the train and it's my train so I'm like awesome well yeah I'm probably going to be on time now this is great went to step on the train I, I have no clue what really happened, but my foot did not go on the train. My ass went down the gap between the platform and the train, and I'm just stuck. And the thing that goes to your mind is, fuck, what if this train starts to move? And um yeah, I'm so I'm I'm stuck between the platform and the train. I've just like jarred my whole leg and I'm the, just the pain is insane. Um and uh yeah, so I'm just like shit, shit. Uh what what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And like there's like people on the train and they're like, Oh, um, should we pull the should we pull the the thing and I'm thinking fuck no pull the thing because then you know it's like those times when you're on a train and it's just strapped it trapped it's not going anywhere because someone's pulled the buzzer 
you know the train ain't gonna do they can't do anything on the train so I'm just like no 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 and I I, I managed to um, pull my leg out and then the pain just hits me and I'm just like oh just dying on the platform and I'm just like oh my god everyone is just staring at my ass because I can't move I'm just lying spread out on the platform my leg is screaming the pain is ridiculous um but the thing that, 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 that I, I was very surprised because yeah I did like uh, a good few people came over to help which is completely different from getting run over in Orpington where no one tries to help your ass you know what I mean so I was a bit surprised I was taken aback but very extremely grateful um so yeah the, the I, I think I think they were like American tourists but they um yeah they helped me over to some seats so they helped me over to some seats picked up my shit I dropped my headphones and my bag so the guy he went back and he got my headphones he put them in my bag for me uh someone else went and got a, a, a member of station staff um and I'm just I'm at the pla- I'm sitting at the platform my leg is just killing me uh a member of staff's come um he's gone and grabbed me some water then another member of the staff came with a, a first aid kit and I'm like is your leg fine I'm like I don't know it's just painful and I start to um and I'm just like like should we can we, should we we probably better take a look um so I start to roll up my uh my leg and then there was just all this blood is streaming down my leg and I'm like oh okay that's when more pain hit and I'm like oh fuck and I'm just and you know like I have my trousers tapered as well so it's just like as far as they're going is to the knee but fuck you know just touching my knee it was just insanely painful uh so that they were worried that I had dislocated my knee uh, so they call an ambulance and um so I'm just at the station uh and it was a guy called Junior a lady called Chrissy at Westminster station complete legends they 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 stuck around they talked they helped got me some co- got me a coffee got me water um yeah just basically try to um keep me distracted because oh it's it's like when shit is so painful and you just like fuck you know you just feel everything just like wants to scream and like you're, you you know you think fuck like my eyes are like, like am I gonna I just feel like I'm gonna like burst into fucking tears this this pain is ridiculous but yeah they distracted me so it's all good the ambulance people came um and yeah they 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 so to be able to look at my leg everything they had to cut 
my trousers and I'm sitting there just thinking I don't want to cut my trousers man I just <laughs> having to try to like now buy a new pair of friggin suit trousers Ugh, I don't need that expense but my leg is hurting so bad fuck it cut my trousers so they cut all down the leg of one and then she's like well your leg is pretty swollen um i need to look at the other leg to just see how swollen that leg is so then cut the other leg i was like fuck these trousers are done um so yeah it's about looking so it's just looking just like you know what i mean just trying to wash out all the blood and the, and the bullshit um and then yeah just try and stop the bleeding so did that but then it's about getting out the station now and it's just like so you're strapped into a friggin chair getting pushed out the station it's not like it's definitely not a highlight <laughs> it's definitely not a life highlight trust me but it's getting wheeled out the station like some people are dicks though they're just not moving out the way and it's just like seriously I just want this over and done with as quick as possible so get out the station get into the ambulance go to the hospital but the ambulance stuff they they were hilarious so they kept me laughing um, which was good went to St Thomas's Hospital um, and yeah staff there lady called Charlotte mad helpful really friendly so I, I then spent the rest <laughs> of the of the afternoon basically in the hospital waiting for an x-ray to make sure that my knee isn't fucked the ligaments weren't fucked luckily yeah um i think everything is everything is fine they said uh yeah it it looks like it it wasn't dislocated which is good um they don't think there's any ligament trouble but i just have to keep an eye on it like if it gets really painful um, come back in if it turns a funny color <laughs> come back in it's like if your if your foot starts feeling numb you should have come in earlier I was like oh fuck okay so um yeah I'm just basically painkillers <laughs> shitload of painkillers and um just trying to keep my frigging leg elevated to um yeah make sure it doesn't fuck up basically but yeah what a friggin week man so never got to the interview which is just so frustrating um but tfl again really helpful they called them up and explained the situation so i'm gonna give them a call tomorrow and hopefully something can get worked out already I had to put I had to put together a free presentation everything like that so I was set to to nail this interview and get a new job but uh yeah gonna have to see what happens with that um but 
Yeah. I mean, you know, when you think your week can't get any worse, <clears throat> it really can. Uh, but this is the thing. And this is a crazy thing. I wasn't running. I wasn't rushing. It was just some crazy misfortune. But people... I see it all the time. People running for the for the for the underground, like jumping on. Yo, your asses need to be careful because yeah, some stations the gap. See, this is a crazy thing. The gap at Westminster between the train and the platform isn't even that big. At some places, the gap is huge. It's a huge ass gap. So a kid would probably go all the way under, like. You know what I mean? Yeah, you need to be careful, people. So, learn from my... It's hard to even say my mistakes, because it wasn't even my friggin' mistake. God damn it. But, hey, your asses, be careful. Um, And, um... I think I'm gonna end it here, because, uh... Yeah... Shit's getting painful. So I'm going to go get some more painkillers. Maybe ice. And um, I will hit you up again next week. But remember, you can find the podcast in iTunes, Google Play, um, or Google, wherever the podcasts are in Google for the Android phones, Spotify, it's on Spotify, um, and a whole other plethora of podcasting platforms. So yeah, go go subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're feeling in a in a good mood, leave a, leave a rating. That would be good. Um, you can leave a comment. If there's things that you like, things that you don't like, things that you'd like to see, you know, recommendations of books, films, whatever, whatever, yo, you you, you know, do that. You like just leave a comment in um on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Or if you're using the Anchor app, hey, just send a voice message, man. Send a voice and any voice messages, I'll play them on the podcast. Fuck it, you know what I mean. Whatever you say, it's gonna it it will get played. But if you do come with with, with the heat, I will respond. So remember that, people. Remember that. But yeah, enjoy, man. Enjoy, and all those that have been listening, thank you very much. And I will see you next week. Peace.